Section 15 of the Letters of a Post-Impressionist. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Solog. The Letters of a Post-Impressionist by Vincent van Gogh. Translated by Anthony Mario Ludovici. Section 15. More Letters to His Brother. Part 1. During the journey, I thought just as often of you as of the new country through which I was traveling, and I said to myself that later on you would perhaps come here frequently. It seems to me almost impossible to work in Paris if one has not got at least a haven of refuge where one can rest and recover one's calm and one's self-reliance. Otherwise, one must become quite stupefied. Before I reached Tarascon, I saw a beautiful landscape, mighty yellow rocks with remarkably complicated lines and imposing forms. In the narrow coves between them were a number of small round trees, standing in rows, and to judge from their grey-green foliage they must have been lemon trees. Here in Arles the ground is a magnificent red color, and is planted with vineyards. The background of the hills is of a delicate mauve, and many a stretch of the country lying under the snow, together with the white peaks against a sky as luminous as the snow itself, looked like the winter landscape of the Japanese. For the present I do not find living as inexpensive here as I hoped it would be, but I have finished three studies, a feat which would probably have been impossible in Paris just now. As for the Impressionists, I should think it right and proper if they were introduced into England, if not directly through you, at least through your agent. It seems to me as if my blood were beginning to circulate a little more actively. As this was not the case during the latter part of my time in Paris, I literally could not hold out any longer. I was hoping to be able to paint a beautiful blue, and I do not yet despair of doing so for in Marseilles one ought surely to be able to obtain the raw materials first-hand. I should like to procure the sort of blue that Zeum paints, which is stronger and more decided than that of other painters. The studies I now have are An Old Woman of Arles, A Snow Landscape, A Piece of the Street with a Pork Butcher's Shop. The women here are really beautiful. I say this in all sincerity. On the other hand, the Arles Museum is appalling, and it is such a piece of humbug that it would be much more at home in Tarascon. I have also seen a museum of antiquities. The latter were genuine. The draft of your letter to T is perfect. I trust that in copying it you did not water it down too much. It seems to me that your letter to T completes the one I wrote, as I was very much annoyed at having sent it in that form. For you must have observed that the idea of inducing T to take the initiative in introducing the Impressionists into England occurred to me only while writing, so that I was only able to refer to it inadequately in a postscript, whereas in your letter you discuss the question more in detail. As to the exhibition of the Independent, I leave you an absolutely free hand. What do you say to exhibiting the two great landscapes of the Butte Montmartre? I am more or less indifferent about it. I am relying more upon this year's work. Here it is freezing hard, 
and the ground is continually under snow. I have painted a study of the snow-covered ground with a town in the background. I have also made two small studies of a branch of an almond tree, which, despite the wintry weather, is already blossoming. At last, after all this time, the weather has changed. This morning early it became quite mild. I have thus had the opportunity of making the acquaintance of the mistral. I have already taken several walks in the neighborhood, but the wind was so strong on each occasion that it was impossible to paint. The sky was a vivid blue, and the great sun shed such powerful rays that it melted almost all the snow away. But the wind was so dry and piercing that it made me have goose skin all over. However, I saw some beautiful things the ruin of an abbey on a hill, covered with holly, pines, and grey olive trees. I hope to be able to tackle this very shortly. For Gauguin, as for many of us, and certainly for ourselves, the future presents many great difficulties. I firmly believe that we shall triumph in the end, but will the artists themselves ever be able to taste of that triumph and enjoy happier days? Has tea written to you? In any case, believe me, your letter will do good. Even if he does not answer, he will at least hear about us, etc. Poor Gauguin is unfortunate. I am afraid that convalescence in his case will last longer than the fortnight he has had to spend in bed. When shall we see a generation of artists with healthy bodies? At times I feel really wild with myself, for after all, it is no good being either more sick or more sound than the others. The ideal thing would be to have a temperament strong enough to reach the age of eighty, and to have healthy blood withal. Still, without all this one would be consoled if only one were sure that a more happily constituted generation of artists was going to follow the present one. I see that you have not yet had an answer from T. I do not think it necessary that we should petition him further by another letter. All the same, in the event of your having to discuss any matter of business with him, you might let him feel in a postscript that you are surprised he has not let you know whether or not he has received the letter in question. To refer to my work once more, today I painted a picture on a canvas about twenty-five and one-half inches by nineteen inches. It represents a drawbridge across which a small cart is being drawn that stands out distinctly against the blue sky. The river is also blue, the banks are orange, and there is much green vegetation about them. A group of washerwomen are standing on the bank with corsets and caps of many colors. I have also painted another landscape with a small rustic bridge and some more washerwomen. And in addition to this, a grove of plane trees close to the station. Since I have been here, I have painted in all twelve studies. Do you know, dear brother, I feel just as if I were living in Japan. I will say no more, and this notwithstanding the fact that I have not yet seen anything in its accustomed glory. And even if I feel sad about the expenses being so heavy, and the pictures not being any good, I do not despair for I am certain that my long sojourn in the South will be successful. Here I see and learn many new things, and if I am gentle with my body, it will not play me a bad turn. For many reasons I wish to found a home of refuge here, which in case of complete exhaustion, 
might serve the purpose of putting one or two poor paris cab horses like yourself and many of our friends among the impressionists out to grass i painted my last three studies with the help of a viewfinder divided into squares which as you know i use often i attach some importance to it because i do not think it unlikely that sooner or later more artists will make use of it just as the old german italian and i believe the flemish painters did the modern way of using it may differ slightly from the old way but is it not exactly the same with oil painting Today, absolutely different effects are aimed at from those which were sought by J. and H. Van Eyck, the inventors of technique. This is to show you that I hope always to work independently and for myself alone. I believe in the absolute necessity of a new art of color and drawing, as also of the whole of artistic life. And if we work with this strong faith, we may hope that it will not prove to be an illusion. But what are we hearing from T? nothing at all if i were you i would write him a few short lines couched in sober language in order to express your surprise at not having received an answer from him i say this more particularly for you for even if he does not reply to me he must to you and you must press him to do so otherwise you would lose your prestige and this excellent opportunity ought really to be seized what you must particularly avoid is to allow yourself to be treated like a dead man or a pariah. I have received a few lines from G, who complains about the bad weather. He is still unwell, and says that, of all the vicissitudes of life, none is more harassing to him than straits for money, and yet he feels that he is to be cursed with this condition for ever. We have had rain and wind every day of late. I have been working at home upon the study of which I made a sketch in my last letter to Bernard. I have tried to make the colors like that of stained glass windows, and the drawing direct and firm. I am just reading Guy de Maupassant's Pierre et Jean. It is very fine. Have you read the preface to it, in which he declares the artist free to exaggerate and to create a more beautiful, more simple, and more comforting life in the novel? and explaining what Flaubert wished to express with the words, talent is a long trial of patience, and originality, an act of willpower, and of most intense observation? There is a porch here, that of Saint Trophime, which I am beginning to think extremely beautiful. It is, however, so cruel, so monstrous, and so like a terrifying and grotesque specter of dreamland, that, beautiful monument though it is, and great as is its style it seems to me to be part of another world to which i am just as pleased not to belong as i am not to have lived in the glorious world of nero shall i admit the truth and add that the zouaves the houses of ill fame the charming little girls of arles who go to their confirmation the priests in their surplices in which they look like dangerous antediluvian animals and the drinkers of absinthe also seem to me like creatures from another world all this does not mean that i should feel more at my ease in an artistic world but simply that i prefer to laugh about it than to feel isolated because i have the idea that i should be sad if i could not look at everything in a humorous light in the evenings i have company for the young danish painter who is here is a very nice fellow his pictures are dry 
correct and sober but in my opinion this is not a serious fault provided that the artist be young and intelligent he began by studying medicine no zola's goncourt's and guy de maupassant's works and has enough money to lead a pleasant life in addition to this he is animated by the earnest desire one day to do better work than he is now doing i believe he would do well to postpone his return to his fatherland for a year or to return here after only a short visit to his home one of these days we must certainly try to find out how the case stands with this mr t in the interests of our friends he ought really to say something definite it seems to me that we are all to some extent bound to see that we are not looked upon as dead it is not our cause alone that is at stake but the common cause of all impressionists consequently as he has been appealed to by us he owes us a reply you will agree with me that we cannot make any progress before we receive a categorical statement of his intentions if we consider that a permanent exhibition of impressionist work in london and marseilles is a desirable thing it is obvious that we shall strain every nerve to bring it about now the question is will t come in with us or not and has he reckoned as we have done on a possible depression of the market in pictures which now stand at high prices a depression which in my opinion will very probably occur the moment the prices of impressionist pictures begin to rise you must perceive that the purchasers of expensive pictures will only achieve their own ruin by opposing the triumphal progress of a school which owing to its energy and perseverance has for years shown itself worthy of a millet or a daubigny etc i congratulate you heartily on your letter from t i think it entirely satisfactory i am convinced that his silence concerning me was not intended as a slight besides he must have taken it for granted that you would let me read his reply moreover it is much more practical for him to write to you and as for me you will see that provided he does not think too poorly of my work he will write to me soon enough when he has seen it i can only repeat that i am more pleased about his simple and kindly letter than i can tell you you will have noticed that he says he wants to purchase a good monticelli for his own collection what do you say to telling him that in our collection we possess a picture of a bunch of flowers which is more artistic and more beautiful than a bouquet by diaz that monticelli often painted a bouquet of flowers in order to be able to unite the whole scale of his richest and most harmonious colors in one picture and that one would need to go back to delacroix to find a similar wealth and play of colors that and i am now thinking of the picture which is at the de l'arbirettes we know of another bouquet picture excellent in quality and moderate in price which we consider in any case far more valuable than his figure pictures which are to be found for sale at every corner and which belong to the period when monticelli's talent was declining i hope you are sending him g's lovely seascape heavens how glad i am that t has answered in this way i have just painted a group of blossoming apricot trees in a small fresh green orchard i really had a good deal of trouble with the picture of the sunset the figures and the bridge about which i wrote to bernard the bad weather prevented me from finishing the picture on the spot and when i tried to finish it at home i completely spoilt the study 
I immediately started painting the same subject again on another canvas, but the weather had changed completely, and all the tones were grey. Many thanks for all the steps you have taken with the Independent, but although it does not matter at all this time, in future please print my name in the catalogue just as I sign it on my pictures. Vincent, and not Van Gogh. And this for the simple reason that in this country no one can pronounce our surname. Enclosed, I return to you T's and R's letters. Perhaps it would be interesting to keep the correspondence of the artists for some future time. It would not be a bad plan to include B's small head of the Brittany girl in your next parcel. One ought to show that all impressionists are good and that their work shows versatility. Would you like me to go to America with you? It would only be natural for the gentleman to defray my traveling expenses. I could be indifferent to a good deal, but not to all things. And among the things about which I am not indifferent is, above all, your health, which you must recover completely. Now I believe that you ought to seek more refreshment than you do from nature and from artists. And I would prefer to see you independent of goopils and establish on your own account with the Impressionists rather than that you should adopt this alternative and be constantly travelling with valuable pictures belonging to the gentleman in question. When our uncle was the partner, he made them pay him very well for many years. But see what it cost him. Yes, yes, your lungs are good. But just try a year at looking after yourself properly, and then you will realize the danger of your present life. You now have ten years of life in Paris behind you. That is more than enough. To this you will probably reply that Détail, for instance, has perhaps thirty years of Paris life behind him, and that he is as straight as a die. Very well, do as he has done, if your constitution is anything like his. For in our family we are very tough. All I should like to say may be summed up as follows. If these gentlemen want you to do their dirty work for them, and at such a great distance too, then either demand a high price for the work, or else decline it and devote yourself entirely to the Impressionists. For even if you do less business with their work and turn over less money, you will at least be able to spend more of your time with nature. My health is decidedly improving, and my digestion has been getting much better during this last month. I often suffer from unaccountable and involuntary fits of excitement or of apathy but they pass away when my nerves grow calm again. I constantly reproach myself with the fact that my painting does not bring in as much as it costs, and yet one must work. You must, however, remember that if ever it should become necessary for me to go into business, in order that your lot may be lighter, I should do so without regret. It is strange. On one of my last evenings in Montmajour, I saw a red sunset, the trunks and needles of pines which were growing on a mass of rock were vividly illuminated. The rays of the sun bathed the trunks and the needles in a fiery orange-yellow light, while the other pines in the background formed a mass of Prussian blue against a pale blue-green sky. That is surely precisely the same effect as that picture of Claude Monet's of which you spoke to me. It was simply glorious. The white sand and the layers of white rock beneath the trees were bluish in color. How glad I should be to paint the panorama of which you have the first drawings. 
its expanse is so vast and it does not get gray with the background but remains green to the farthermost line you must understand that i would prefer to drop my art than to think that you were slaving your life out to earn money it is certainly necessary but are we so situated that we must go to all these pains to get it if you realize so well that to prepare for death a christian idea which in my opinion christ fortunately did not share at all he who according to the view of such people has considered him crazy loved men and things on earth not wisely but too well if then i say you realize so well that to prepare for death is a thing one would prefer to leave severely alone do you not also see that self-denial and sacrifice for others is an error too especially if it is as good as suicide for in that case one turns one's friends into murderers if things have come to such a pass that you have to travel about in this way without being able to take a rest i really feel as if i no longer had any desire ever to be quiet again and if you accept these proposals well and good but in that case make a stipulation with these goobills that they should take me back into their employ as soon as they can and that they should let me join you on these journeys men are more important than things and the more I worry myself about pictures, the colder they leave me. My reason for trying to paint them is that I would fain be reckoned among the artists. I have painted a canvas in the open, in an orchard. The ground was ploughed and mauve in color. There was a fence of reeds and two pink peach trees against a bright blue and white sky. Perhaps it was the best landscape I have ever painted. The very moment I had brought it home, our sister sent a Dutch essay to me in memory of Mauve. The portrait in it is very good, a fine etching. The text is bad. I do not myself know what moved me so profoundly and make my throat feel tight. But on my picture I wrote, in memory of Mauve, Vincent and Theo. And if you also like it, send it as it is to Madame Mauve. I purposely selected the best study I have painted here. Who knows what they will say about it at home? But we do not mind that. I had the feeling that something cheerful and delicate would be fitting in memory of Mauve, and not a heavy, serious study. Ne crois pas que les morts sont morts, tant qu'il y aura des vivants. Les morts vivront, les morts vivront. That is how I look upon it. No more sadly than that. End of section 15 Recording by Elizabeth Solog, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania.